0: Holy Spirit, we just thank you that you're here and we thank you that this is your house. We thank you that you've gathered us together here, together for a purpose. Father, I thank you that in this time that that purpose is going to become clearer and clearer. Father, we thank you for every life in this room that you've called that person. You were called. And God's got a very special purpose for you. Father, I thank you that as we connect to your word and your spirit, that you'll lead us into your perfect will. The future of the nation is dependent on a company that will arise and walk in your perfect will. Father, we haven't always got it right. In fact, sometimes we get it absolutely wrong. But you always lead us back to where we need to be. Father, this morning I just thank you for you, for Jesus, for your spirit. And I really do thank you for every person in this room who is special to you. Father, lift us up from where we are to where we should be. Father, we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take a seat. Once again, really great to have you here. And we've been talking about the Romans 8 Company. Um, I don't know, some people are just drawn to this chapter for whatever reason. And when I was in ministry school in 1988 uh, with Pastor Clark Taylor, I remember coming away from that, Time in Brisbane, and I'd memorized two chapters of the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and Romans 8. And it's like that became the seed for what we are today. And Romans 8 is important because it says that uh, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And as we read through Romans 8, we find there's two ways to live. And we live in the flesh, right? We all do. Yeah? But God's calling us to live by the spirit. And that's the big challenge. So let's just pull out some verses here. Verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So there's two ways to think. You know, the natural way that we think is we think out of the realm of the flesh. Out of the realm of our feelings and circumstances. And all that sort of stuff. But we can learn to think another way and it's learning to think out of the realm of the Spirit. So there's two ways. So Romans is a powerful part of Scripture that was written by the Apostle Paul after he'd been called up into the heaven. He'd experienced all that. And he's writing to the church and he's always trying to lift the church up. So this chapter gives us an incredible insight into how we should be and how we should live. The chapter speaks to me. Hands up this morning if this chapter speaks to you. It speaks to our purpose that is higher. It speaks to our our possibilities that are beyond our present limitations. It speaks to our present circumstances Like right now, we are living in the craziest time on the planet, yet this chapter speaks very much to our present circumstances. I want you to know this morning that our present circumstances are temporary. Man, along our journey uh, following Christ, we've been through some circumstances. And on occasions, both Lynn and myself have thought, gosh, it's all over now. That's it, I quit. I think I quit a number of times. And then when I had a real um, bad patch of depression 20 years ago, I really thought I was cooked. It's really interesting that uh, uh, Danny and Pam are here this morning because they lent us their house and we went and stayed there for a few weeks and it was just a real time of restoration for us but we thought we were done. And I said, Lynn, I don't think I can go back. And she sort of got into my face and said, and where are we going to go? <laughs> and that really, that was a real thing that happened. But you know, our, our circumstances that we go through are temporary. So in this room this morning, people would be going through all sorts of circumstances. They're temporary. And the scripture says this, that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. I hope you're not all suffering this morning. I don't think we are, but a lot of people are. You know, this last lockdown has really nailed it for a lot of people. Those people are suffering. But you know, when you're locked in on God and you're following Him, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be even compared with the glory which God is going to reveal. Do you know what? God's going to reveal his glory more and more in this house, to this city. God's going to reveal his glory through churches like this in the nation and through regular people who have decided, I'm going to follow his spirit. There's a verse in this that is pivotal this morning. I talked about it part one last week, the leadership of the Spirit of God. And it's Romans chapter 8, verse 14. And it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Can say it again. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Do you want to be a son this morning or a daughter? then I want to give you a vital key of how to move to that next level. And it's learning more and more to follow his spirit. We also learned over the last couple of weeks that the spirit, the scripture says in uh, verse 11, it says, but if the same spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And you know, when we receive the spirit of God, we have not received a lesser spirit. We have actually received the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Hands up this morning, if you have received the spirit of Christ into your life, then this is what the Bible says about you. You may not feel like that, and this is where, where we need to be careful what we're following. But it says, if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, you listening to me, you young guys? You listening to someone, best to listen to me, eh? Good. They're going, who, who, me? If the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me, he'll give life to your mortal bodies. So we have not received a lesser spirit, but we have received the spirit of Christ. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. So when that spirit is at work on the inside of us, we can win in life. We can rise and we can become everything that God has called us to be. More importantly, we can learn to follow. Australians are not good at this. We had Dr. Jonathan on last night. That was really good for a couple of hours, talking to the Gippsland churches. Mm. And he said, the, the churches in Gippsland need to be on high alert. Yep. So we need to be on high alert. That's instructions for us. Yep. So I just want to make sure that we're all paying attention. Because this is the real day. Yes. Yep. This is a good day. Strange sorts of people are listening into our messages. We can do the diagnostics these days and find out who's listening. It's really interesting who's listening. Hello there. Good morning. I'm preaching this for you too. <laughs> so it's really good. But this is the point the whole of the earth is waiting for a generation that'll really follow the Spirit of God. And when God finds a people like that, when he finds a company like that, that is very powerful. You know, the difference between one group of people and the next can be simply this. One is determined they're going to follow the Spirit of God. And the other is going to follow the trends, the culture, the world. And the scripture in Romans 8 talks about how the carnal mind is at enmity with the spiritual mind. So the way that we naturally think is actually opposed to God. Do you know why we get ourselves into trouble sometimes? Because the way that we think is actually opposed to God. His, God, his word says, this is the way we are to go, but our thinking takes us down another pathway. And we end up in conflict with God, and we end up within conflict with ourselves, and things are a real challenge from there. But you know, this morning is a time to reset our lives, and to come back and to say, I am going to be a Spirit-led believer. I'm going to be a Spirit-led believer. I am going to follow the Spirit of God. Now, this is pretty cool. There's a couple of things that are really important, because... Um, the Spirit of God is in us. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the Old Testament, they had to look outward for the influence of the Holy Spirit because the Spirit of God had not yet come to live on the inside of them. Now, if we can begin to realize this as a young person, you can, or, or an older person, or someone who's in between, and you really want things to be reset around your life, then you've got to come back to this, that the Spirit of God lives in us. You know, I, used, I, I know what it's like. I've been through a bit of a journey to come here. And when I started out, I really wondered, does God love me? Does he, is He happy with me? I had all these sorts of thoughts. But my whole thinking has totally changed over the years. And this has become the way that I think. God is in me. He lives on the inside of me. He fills me. I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Apostle Paul said this to uh, to the church. He said, don't you know that you're a temple of the Holy Spirit? Man, I want to ask you that today. Don't you know that you're a temple of the Holy Spirit? Because when you begin to realize that you are a temple of Right there, your life begins to change. It's the same spirit lives on the inside of your temple that raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus was crucified. His body was broken in the tomb. His body was smashed. And the Spirit of God came into that tomb, released from the throne room of heaven... And touched the body of Christ and he was raised from the dead by that power. Now that is the same spirit that we have on the inside of us. The world is continually responding from the outside. The news, the culture, the threats, the fears. You know, all the things that are going on and we go, oh, I hope I don't catch that thing. And, you know, I'm not wanting that anyone would uh, catch a virus or anything like that. But people are in fear of it. And God does not want us to live in fear because that is the external thing. You know, this generation is literally like a deer in the headlights and is so intimidated and afraid of something that could happen. But the Spirit of God lives on the inside of his people. So there's two things going on there. The big temptation of the generation that's coming up is that they will live out of the feelings realm, they'll live out of the culture of the day, they will be influenced by the crazy philosophies that are being taught in the day, but God wants us to be different. He wants us to be influenced by the Spirit of Christ that is on the inside. And it's like a GPS. The spirit on the inside, if you're a spirit is alive on the inside, it is like a GPS. It knows where to go. It knows what decisions to make. The spirit of God on the inside of you now is becoming stronger as you learn to follow him. So you begin to make decisions based on what the spirit of the Lord is saying on the inside. And in Romans chapter 8, it says that the Spirit bears witness that we are children of God. How does the Spirit bear witness? There's something on the inside that knows that you are now born again, that you're a son of God. Do you know what? Sometimes you've got to reset the old GPS. Sometimes we need a reset. Maybe this morning it's time for us to reset our lives and to stop listening so much. You know, we can't ignore what's going on on the outside, right? But we need to be Christ inside-minded. Amen? Do you know what I mean? We need to be aware that the Spirit of God is on the inside. This is one of the problems with the church in our day, I really believe, is that it's more external. It's more about the externals. The worship is meant to minister to me. And we're looking for the feelings from the outside. And, you know, that's nice because when the Spirit of the Lord comes into the house, you will feel it. But when there's something has become so strong on the inside of you that it's determining the way you go, that's powerful. So the Spirit of the Lord is becoming my GPS. It is the life of God on the inside. It is the life of God on the inside. When Christ came onto the inside, the life of God came onto the inside and is quickened when the Holy Spirit, when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Spirit on the inside of us becomes life. It becomes a force on the inside. It becomes strong on the inside. Yeah. And we know how to say no to some things. Yeah. Do you know what the greatest thing, something you're all going to learn, uh, you really need to say in the days ahead is no. Yeah, that's right. Because you've got choice. Yeah, but this culture wants to make you think you've got no choice. Yeah. It wants to steamroll you. Yeah. But hang on, the Spirit of God is on the inside of you. And Jesus, one of the things he was not was steamrolled by his culture. You know, if people get excited about you because you hold a certain position, that is not your problem, that is their problem. Don't make it your problem. Be strong on the inside because the Spirit of God lives on the inside. Amen? We always have a choice every day we can live from the voice on the inside. You know what? There's a voice on the inside. Yeah. Our spirit is talking to us on the inside. Yeah, God talks to us through our spirit. Yeah. So we need to learn to listen to that voice. It's a danger if we are taking every red alert coming from outside. We need to choose to listen to the voice. What's God saying this? You know, on issues like the vaccination, I'm not going to tell you whether you should or shouldn't. I'm going to tell you that you should consult the Holy Spirit and make a decision. And make sure you're informed. That is your choice. But do you know what? We need to be guided continually by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God on the inside will lead you and it'll show you, he will show you what to do. The Spirit of God. This verse is pivotal. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are the daughters of God. You have a choice. You can be a regular believer. The world is full of believers but you can set yourself apart for the purposes of God by saying and making a decision that you are going to follow the Spirit of the Lord. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. So the first part of this message, I spoke about how when we begin to follow the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord will lead us from where we are and he'll begin to upgrade us. begin to upgrade us. When the Spirit of the Lord begins to lead us, He'll come in and He'll begin to open the realm of the Spirit to us. We begin to see further. We begin to see with the eyes of faith. We begin to plan our lives outside what is entirely just limited by natural things. Because now we're beginning to see the realm of the Spirit. And thirdly, the Spirit of God will give us access to the mind of Christ. And that's 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Because, you know, a natural mind, it talks about, you know, if you've got a natural mind and you're just living out of that natural realm all the time, then you can't really receive the things of God. They're actually foolishness to to him who has a natural mind. But when you are born again and your mind becomes renewed, you can begin to live out of the mind of Christ. And this is part two this morning. I want to give you a couple more points. When the Spirit of Christ, when the Spirit of God begins to lead you and you say yes to him, this is what will happen. The Spirit of God will transform us into the image of Jesus. The Spirit of God will transform us. I think that the biggest lie in contemporary Christianity is that once we come to church, that's it. God wants to take every one of us further. Sometimes we get focused on building our own ministry that too can be a mistake. You know, it's uh, funny when we look at the scripture, there was not John the Baptist ministries or Paul the Apostle ministries. Do you know what I mean? Because that is absolutely not God's priority. God has got a powerful plan of how he is going to use you and me in this day. And this is how he's going to do it. He is going to transform us into his image. Now some of us are just getting older. I haven't seen Danny and Pam for a while. Danny's just aged a bit. Pam still looks about the same. She's looking good. (laughs) Training for politics. But this is the thing, on the inside, God is doing something with us. He does not just want us to live for ourselves and just to be an unchanged person. The key to making a big difference in the world is us allowing God to transform us. You know, there are testimonies of God's transformation in this house. A lot of them. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was once addicted, but now I'm set free. I once battled with fears and negativity, but now I've been set at liberty in my mind. You know, these are the testimonies of God's grace that you hear. And this is the beginning. But the end game of where God wants to take us is very clear in Romans chapter 8, verse 29. And this is the end game. He says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined them to be conformed to the image of his Son. This is your destiny, to be conformed to the image of his Son. You know, in the very first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter one, God said in uh, Genesis: 126, "God made man in his own image. Male and female He made them. God made man and woman in His own image." It was like when God placed Adam and Eve in the garden, it was like you could not tell the difference between God and heaven and them. They were made in the likeness of God. They were covered in the glory of God. But sin came in and all of a sudden, Adam and Eve realized that they had fallen away. They became sin conscious. They ran from the garden They were removed. So sin distorts the image of God. And right now, you can see the marks on this generation that they are distorted and that the image of God has been destroyed. But when we come to Christ and when we begin to follow Christ, the image of God is restored. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. God's bringing us back to the image. You with me? Important to learn. Because if you don't understand, this is one of the reasons we can get stuck and never grow, never change, never break through, and everything just stays limited. But when a person begins to really follow... They become changed. They become changed. But we with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image by the Spirit of the Lord. Some people never change. They're stuck because they haven't learned to follow. You know, it's not easy, because sometimes we're hanging on to our security, we're hanging on to our past, and God's calling us out, but we're hanging on. And we can never leave first base. But it's when we begin to follow God, and He begins to take us through all sorts of ups and downs, encounters with God... Media storms, defamation, betrayal, all these things work together for good. Because at the end of it, you can be bitter and you can hate or you can forgive and love. So everything that God's taking us through as we follow him we are being transformed into his image. You know, there's a prophet by the name of Bob Jones, and I I haven't particularly followed him, but uh, he passed away a while ago, but he wrote a book called Did You Learn to Love? Good question. Because at the end of the day, we need to stand up for what's right We need to be truthful. We need to be the pillar of truth that God's called us to be. But it's love is the umpire. To love those that have assaulted us, lied, set us up, all that stuff. Not easy, is it? I was always uh, interested in the words of Jesus on the cross. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I would have been, Father, get them, <laughs> sort the blighters out for their own good. It's not quite Christ. <laughs> so the Spirit of God will transform us from glory to glory. I tell you what—that's why you know when Corey set up here in uh, in the um, in his message is that relating together in a group like this is so important because you learn to love, you learn to forgive. The Spirit of God will transform us into His own own image. Do you know what a really good prayer for us to pray every day? God, change me. God, lead me. God, help me break away from what has controlled me in the past. Set me free, Lord Jesus, to follow you. And to pray like that. The next point this morning, you've got to know this because this is important. In this day, it's going to be so important to follow Christ because there's so much crazy deception in the world. We're really living in a Romans 1, 24 and 5 time where it says that they exchanged the truth for a lie. And God gave them over to a delusion. Do you know what? I've never seen delusion like I've seen right across the globe. And I'll tell you why it's happened. Because they exchanged the truth for a lie, so God gave them over. So God's a gentleman, and he's, uh, he's been at the center of our society, but some bright people... Mainly, people in leadership have pushed him to the side, and now God's released a delusion. He's given them over. For for me to say God's released a delusion is not quite right. He gave them over to a delusion. Number five: the Spirit of God will lead you into victory. This is where you can really trust God on this one. You know, you've got to learn this along the way. And I have learned this. I've just got to trust this. Number one, because the Word says it. And because God gave me a promise right back at the start. But I want to say this, that the Spirit of God, if you will follow the Spirit of God wholeheartedly... He will lead you in victory. You know, the pattern is right there through the scripture where God led the wilderness, led his people through the wilderness and he led them across the the, the border of Jordan and then he led them in victory. So God led them, the church, from the start to the finish in the Old Testament in triumphal procession. Let me tell you this, that the spirit of God is a winning spirit. The spirit of God that God's put on the inside of you is not a spirit that can lose. You can only begin to believe the wrong thing. Like it says in, in 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love and power and sound mind. You need to realize what God has put on the inside of you. God leads his people in triumphal procession. You know, when I was back in Albury and God was calling us into Gippsland, we had a, I had a dream on the night before I left town and God gave me a verse of scripture for my life and I believe it's for this church and many others who are like us. And it is 2 Corinthians 2.14. It says, But thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph and through us he leads us in triumphal possession and through us spreads the aroma of his presence in every place this is the spirit of God on the inside this is what you've got to know and if you're given to fear you can get shut down you can be stopped. But if you realise the Spirit of God on the inside is going to lead you yep. and He's going to bring you into, his, in, into victory, do you know what I see in this church in the future? I, I, think, I think we'll have a few more articles written about us. I think we'll have a little bit more free advertising. Why? Because there's something on the inside of this house. There's a resilient spirit. Yeah. And do you know what this spirit is? The spirit of Christ. And it is lying dormant in every church yeah. in the land. They have not realized yet what can happen if we really rise up and we become spirit led believers. Yeah. Yeah. Man, when you begin to realize you're unstoppable. The seed of God on the inside of you is incorruptible. You can't be stopped. Yeah. Yep. Am I telling you a lie? It's in the Bible from one start of it till the end of it, but particularly in the New Testament because now the Spirit of God is no longer external. He's in, on the inside and He's living through me and He's living through you. And he is here to change the nations. I love Christianity. Yeah. Not the religious type. But the revelation of who Christ is on the inside. You know, if, if, if we had a generation of young people who could begin to think like this. Instead of being confused by all the ideology, ideologies that are being taught. We can change the world. The whole of the earth is waiting for the revealing of this generation that are going to follow the Spirit of Christ instead of just following everyone else. The Spirit of God will lead you into victory. Man, we've been knocked down, pushed around. We've been lied about. And I think it's really good. I'll tell you why. The sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us, through us. I'll tell you this very message that you are hearing now is the message that the church in the land must hear. Not how to cope with the virus. Like, be smart, yeah. wash your hands, sanitize. This regime has made the church fear. Yes, yeah. that's right. yeah. Listen to what the Bible says. Straight out of the Bible. This is why I don't mind. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Yeah. Yeah. Shall t- tribulation or distress or persecution, we've had a little bit of persecution, or famine, we haven't had that. Or nakedness, thank goodness we haven't had that. <laughs> or peril, or sword, we haven't had that. As it is written, this is the early saints, for your sake we're killed all day long, we're accounted as sheep to the slaughter. Yet, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Yes. Yeah, well. And you won't find out you're a conqueror till you've got a devil staring you in the face. And you've really got to fight it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loving the day. For I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities or powers, yeah. Yeah. nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate you from the love of God. Bring it on. Amen. Mm. How good's that? This is the word of God. Yes. This is what you've got to know in 2021. Mm. You've got to know it. Yeah. And in 2025, if you don't know this, yeah. good luck to you because yeah. you're going to need it. Yeah. We're just living in the days where crazy things are beginning to manifest. Yeah. We need to know that it's God who's leading us in triumphal procession. Our story in the city has been one of triumphal procession, where he's led us from, you know, when the church started in the uh, supper hall, to the school, then uh, Linda and myself were asked to lead, through the uh, building in the car park, the motel, Wade Court, to Here the centre of town, it's a triumphal procession. Now let me tell you, to the nation. To the nation. Amen. They're going to hear what's coming out of this church. All of a sudden, all my relatives are tuning in. (laughs) (laughs) The Spirit of the Lord, this is really getting dangerous now. Who's for some dangerous preaching? (laughs) This is dangerous, especially if politicians are listening. Do you want me to say it? (laughs) I've been leading linen triumphal procession too (laughs) all these years. Now listen to this. The Spirit of God will lead us to subdue mountains. Amen? The Spirit of God is an unstoppable irrefutable, incorruptible spirit that is born, that is on the inside of us, and my life has become joined with him. And if I let him lead me, he's going to take us to subdue mountains. Amen. Now, mountains are very symbolic in the scripture. Very symbolic. Mountains speak of barriers, obstacles, and they speak of power bases. We need to speak to them. They speak to them. Amen? Is that all right? Mark eleven twenty three. the church needs to speak to mountains. We need to influence them. We need to influence them. take them because this is going to get me in trouble <laughs> but this is the mandate for the church go disciple the nations go disciple the nations don't just bring people to church that's great that's a start point but this is what the bible says about us that we are salt and light God put mountains there for us to climb, for us to take. God will be speaking to you about which mountain you're meant to climb. God will be speaking to you. And you know, for young people, as you grow older, God will equip you to take your mountain. In some cases, we need to possess the mountains. Depends how God's calling us to. But if you look at, if you look back into Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 2, now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations will flow to it. Something is going to happen in the latter days that has not happened yet. Where he raises up the church to be everything that it's called to be. It's not like we want to take over the nation and rule the nation. That's not what it is. But it's the spirit of God leading his sons and daughters to be an influence for Christ in every domain of society. Amen. Amen. So we need to plan well. That's Isaiah chapter 2. So the spirit of the Lord is going to lead you to conquer mountains, to climb mountains, to possess mountains, to remove mountains. Amen. This is the job of the church. not just to plan a wonderful retirement. Live a life of comfort. Mm. We must remember that the whole earth is groaning Mm. and waiting for the revealing of the sons and the daughters of God. There's no answers out there. There's good things out there. We're not against that. But the answer to society is on the inside of you in seed form. Number seven, my last one. The Spirit of God will lead us into all truth. The Spirit of God, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. When he comes to us, he comes as the spirit of truth. When he comes into our life, when he came into the upper room 2,000 years ago, he came as the spirit of truth. Mm. We need the spirit of truth more than ever. More than ever. As delusion hits the globe, we need the spirit of truth. You know, if you're a young person now growing up in the school system, you need the spirit of truth. Not negotiable. You need it. You know what Orwell said? You know, in a society that is drifting from truth, the further it drifts from truth, the more it will hate those who speak truth. Well, we need to speak the truth in love, but we've got to become custodians of the truth. And the Spirit of God is going to lead us into all truth. Jesus said to his disciples, they said, what what are we going to do when you go, Jesus? And he said, I will send the Spirit of truth and he will bring you into all truth. He'll guide you. You know, this is, this is a relationship thing where each one of us need a relationship with the spirit of truth. Yeah. 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 Every day, spirit of truth, come in. Fill me, realign me on the inside, change the way that I think, remove falsehood from me. Do you know what is? We don't have to really tell people how to live their lives. I mean, discipleship is about guiding people. But when people choose to follow the spirit of truth, and they are led by the spirit of truth, God will bring them into all truth. And you'll be able to see what's true and false in society. Here's a couple of things. Truth must be rediscovered. Because this generation has already, to a great degree, been given over. You'll see it in just about every area of society. Not trying to scare you, it's reality. Truth must be rediscovered. You've got to become a truth seeker. And I'll tell you now, you'll only ultimately find the truth in a person. That's not me. That's Christ. That's Jesus. We've got to come to him. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So the church, corporately, has got to become a pillar and a representation of the truth. This is what we stand for. The truth of who Jesus is. We love him. We honor him. We are here to serve him. He is, we are saved by him. He is my Lord and my Savior. That's the first step. And the second step is, is that the spirit of truth has come to live on the inside of us. So that now we are truly being guided by him. And you know what? When the spirit of truth is leading you, he's going to bring you bit by bit. You're going to get freer and freer. You're going to know more and more who you are. You're going to get more and more on fire for God because you'll see the counterfeit. You'll become a leader in society because your life is built on truth. Do you know what? There's absolutely very little leadership now because the majority of them are just following a lie. Who are we going to follow? I hope you're happy this morning. Yeah. I hope you're happy because the spirit of truth is here yeah. in this house. He's available. Yeah. But, you know, we, gotta, we need that relationship with him where he changes things in our life. Yeah. When he came into the upper room, they were set free from religion and they were set free from everything every mentality that held them back yeah. by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Sometimes we just need a real encounter with God to set us free. Yeah. This is a Romans 8 company. Yeah. This is what they are. They're unstoppable. Yes. Yes. They're like Rocky. It's yeah. a punch in the head and he goes, ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. We just started. Go round up people and say, this is is where the answer is? Because it is. We don't want to help people cope with their situation. We want to give them something that is going to help them overcome their situation. It's the spirit of truth. It's the unstoppable spirit of Christ that has come onto the inside. First thing... First thing is, you've got to be born again. Really born again. Not just converted to city builders or any other church. You've got to be born again. Sometimes, you know, you can listen to this and it makes no sense. And that's because the Spirit of Christ is not really yet in there. But when we really, from the bottom of our heart, receive him into our lives, that is where our life becomes changed. This is being born again. Are you born again this morning? Are you just settling for religion? Commitment to a church? Or are you really born again on the inside? Really born again. Where are you at? God wants to bring you further this morning because I'll tell you why. In this generation, you are called to be the answer. You are. And it's not you, but it's Christ on the inside of you.